Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Squat Cobbler. I am a very surprised Dr. Mike. You can find me at Official Pagan on everything and joining me tonight, as always. Hey, man, it's it's Kelly Tool at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram, dude. (laughs) Now, before we go any further, we should tell you guys to like and subscribe wherever it is that you're getting this podcast. Well done, Mike. We're not awesome at that. Yeah, we're, we don't usually nail that, but we're doing it from now on. We're on the ball. Yeah, and that was, I think, the best. On time, early in the episode, and well executed. So points to Dr. Mike. Sometimes it slips my mind. Now, tonight we have a very special topic. And just as proof that it's not me who chose this topic, I'm just going to hand the reins over to my my partner, Kelly Tool, on this one. Kelly, what are we discussing tonight with the Squatties? Tonight with the Squatties, we're going to discuss the marijuana, grass, weed, the devil's garnish. The state of Illinois, which I'm a resident of, uh, has legalized marijuana effective January 1st, which I was aware of. For a while, what I was not aware of is the bill that has been put forward uh, to legalize it. Some of the interesting nuances of it, and some of the the other impacts and things to think about. So I thought, hey, this might be a good topic, and I knew it would both surprise and delight Mike uh, if I would advance this as a topic. So what what did you think when I threw that to you the first way? <sighs> There's so much to unpack here for me, sir. Now, first, and I don't know if this is something you're comfortable discussing on the show. We didn't go over this off air. We probably should have. Have you ever smoked this marijuana yourself, perhaps as a young man in the high school or something? So not in not in the high school. I, I would I would say that while my exposure has not been frequent or heavy, there is well, as long as they can't come get me, we'll talk about it more later here. Or, <laughs> or actually, it may be good if they do. I'll talk about that as well. In college, I say I gained some experience, yes. Okay. Now, me personally, never touched it. Of course not. Today? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled by Evil Bong, my appearances in numerous marijuana magazines, including our cover story on Skunk, my multiple marijuana music award nominations, don't let all of that fool you. Clean living is what we have over in the pagan camp here. So you live in the great state of Pennsylvania, correct? True. Yes. What is the what is the what are Pennsylvanian people called? Pennsylvanians? <laughs> I, guess, I guess. Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about that. Yeah, I don't even Hillbilly of the East. <laughs> I of course grew grew up. Uh, I'm in Illinois now, but I, I was born and raised in Indiana where we got Hoosiers, which is kind of a cool one. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if there's a 
one for Pennsylvania or really for for Illinois. Hmm. Now, Hoosiers just makes me think of the Gene Hackman movie, which it, which it should. That's the, that's really the appropriate answer. <laughs> so my exposure to the Gene, and then a very stoner esque kind of way, I'm already taking us off on a tangent. My exposure to the Gene, I'm going to bring it back. My exposure to that Gene Hackman movie was so. Do you remember how? Uh, like, I, I'm sure they still do. Happy Meals come with prizes. Yep, I'm familiar with that. So, so when I was a kid, VHS tapes were once the prizes in Happy Meals, and they ran out of all the other VHS tapes. So the VHS tape that they gave me at the drive-thru was a copy of Hoosiers. So that's how I saw that movie. Yeah, which kind of fits into the whole stoner thing, because, you know, lots of trips to, to fast food establishments. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of throw in bonus tangent on that. My surprise as a young lad... Uh, as far as a gift goes, was at the Elkhart County Fair, the largest fair in Indiana, and I think they argue the world, but I, I'm skeptical of that claim. But it was a big fair; it was cool. Those um, games that rip you off, the carnival games that rip you off, and I kept kind of coaching my friends, don't you know, don't give them like a five or a ten because you're never going to get any of it back. They're going to make you play, and sure enough, hand over a five at one of the booths, and so now I'm trapped, and I'm going to have to kind of spend the whole thing, and I eventually win a poster. And I just walked away with the poster and then was sitting down uh, and opened it up. And it was olive oil and Popeye in full intimate contact <laughs> was the poster. <laughs> I So that's awesome. I loved carnival posters as a kid. So the carnival that, that used to always come around my grandparents' place, they would give you darts and they would give small children like real darts, which is awesome. Great. <laughs> great choice and you could throw darts at the posters and if you hit a poster and it stuck to it you'd win that poster and these were all like bizarre bootleg posters like that so i had a really interesting room as a kid yeah sorry i didn't save that that poster for you <laughs> it could have completed your collection so he says but that's probably framed in his bedroom right now no it was yeah <laughs> we were there with a, a friend and his his mom and and I still, to this day, remember her reaction as she unrolled the poster. Oh, it's Popeye and olive oil. And then, then the full the full enchilada, if you will, uh, was revealed. And um, she was startled. And so she stormed her way over to the booth and gave the poor Carney what for. So that's the way it goes. Poor guy. Yeah. So, but Pennsylvania, uh, what is the Pennsylvania position on marijuana? Currently, it is decriminalized. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, if you get caught with it, it's still illegal, but you won't go to jail. You'll get a ticket. So long as it's not a large quantity and you weren't selling it. Okay, so we're going a different way <laughs> than that. Uh, and I'm on the uh, the Marijuana Policy Project We Change Laws website that covers the Illinois Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act. And it goes through a lot of things. So what I'm going to talk about initially some of the high level things about the law that I have found interesting. And then we're going to talk about my local community a little bit, Bloomington, Illinois, because there's a thing there. So we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But the overall law, uh, it is not decriminalization. It is legalization. Uh, it will allow for the default position is for all communities an all in position, which is obviously medical dispensaries still continue, but now there can be recreational dispensaries. There can be edibles. There can be bakeries. There can be what are called craft locations. And so this is the microbrewery of marijuana growing where you can create your own brand and you create your own flavors and you can have a, 
a lounge on the property so that when people buy your craft marijuana, you can go into the lounge and enjoy. So you can kind of get all of those those pieces there. So your your state has discovered the American dream. Yeah, and, and some parts of the state, like where I live, uh, really want to discover it. The other aspect of it is, and it's refer so also all the criminal records will be expunged. Any cannabis-related offense will be be expunged. Uh, but there's a section in the in the bill that's been passed, and this is what we're rolling with, called equity. And so equity is the basic premise is the war on cannabis was wrong, and there has been great injustices applied. Therefore, if you have ever been convicted of a cannabis-related crime, including distribution of large amounts of cannabis, uh, you will receive extra points if you're applying to set up your own let's say craft location uh, to the extent of there's like a, a system where you get up to 250 points to get a, you know, identified to get a license and do that process. You get 50 bonus points if you've managed to be arrested or are actually in a community where there were a lot of arrests. Like, Hey man, this guy knows his shit. <laughs> the, and so as you kind of imagine the local business community is elated, that to say let's let's bias it towards you know this this may not be in terms of who you want to kind of do the business uh, the linchpin <laughs> that I would do through I don't uh, I certainly you know, understand and if we're expunging records and all that that's cool don't have an argument with that but the the concept to to move forward um, well and you may be folks hearing is that you know we got an early start one of my my cats has started its own craft uh, catnip <laughs> booth and. It's it's walking around singing, so you may you may hear her from time to time. My apologies. So, but uh, yeah, so they can get points and do that. And uh, if fifty one percent of you, if you have over ten employees and fifty one percent of them have convictions, you're a winner. <laughs> you can you can uh, get some extra bonus points there. So those those are that's the kind of laws that Illinois loves to you know uh, run run out. So we've got that. But the super interesting thing is, I mean, it was good. The state did at least offer some some flexibility here. To, you know, the default positions, everybody's opted in. Everybody's opted in for everything. Uh, but you can, as a, a local community, choose to to opt out uh, if you want to, and or dial it back a little bit. And it's interesting because my community is uh, it's Bloomington uh, Bloomington Normal area. There's a, a town called Normal just a little bit north of us under its own city government in Bloomington. It's not completely farm land, but there's plenty of farmland around it. We're in central Illinois. There's lots of cornfields. There's lots of bean fields and all that. So there's agriculture fairly close to large subdivisions as well. Uh, and and here's where I might, again, talk about American Dream. I happen to live on the uh, the east side of Bloomington, and kind of pretty shortly after where our, our subdivision is, it starts to, to flip over to, to agricultural at that point in time. So should we go all in as Bloomington, and our mayor is all about doing that, uh, I'll likely have the opportunity to be extremely close to large marijuana fields. <laughs> so I got that going for me. So I'd like to point out that so far what everyone's heard is an open invitation from Kelly to me to come and visit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to leave. <laughs> I think we're going to come here. Gonna, this is the land of milk and honey. It'll be now. They're going to stage it. It'll probably take a little while for this stuff to happen. But yeah, I I, I kind of figured this might. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about me coming and visiting the compound. Uh, that would be good. But I yeah, I may just have uh, 
jumped ahead as far as a destination. Yeah, I think we're going to have to I'm going to have to come and record like at least 100 episodes over the course of multiple months. <laughs> I don't know if this will officially be a tangent, but we'll go with it. Yeah, so speaking speaking of that, as I was doing my my research to get prepared as as Mike and I always do for uh for these, uh there is a cannabis convention in Las Vegas. <laughs> In April of next year. And, you know, we might want to have Squat Cobbler reporting live from the cannabis convention. I, I think that is a brilliant idea, sir. I got to get informed because the, the other aspect I want to share is that there's a town in, in Illinois, somewhat close to St. Louis, called Quincy, Illinois. And they their local government has said, we are all in. We're blowing the doors off on this. It's going to be everywhere. We are going to be the place people go. And of course, our mayor said, hold my blunt. And I'm going to make <laughs> Bloomington the tourist marijuana destination of Illinois. So this that, is like that's a bold statement. Yes. <laughs> he wants us to be the mecca of marijuana uh, in Illinois. And he is going all in. Uh, on that and given them the makeup of the city council right now he's probably got more people aligned with him than not aligned with him so we'll we'll uh we'll see how it all kind of works out but you know we, we may become the disney world of marijuana mike <laughs> you may you just want to just got to relocate so you're saying i'm selling the compound <laughs> i'm thinking, I'm thinking you, you you might want to uh, you know hold off on too many more renovations and and uh see what we can do but uh yeah so that was it's just as all this uh, uh, information kind of rolled out, I found it pretty pretty interesting. But so interested in your thoughts as I've kind of laid down kind of some of the scenarios that are happening here. I'd be very interested in: Do you have familiar familiarity with the marijuana version of a microbrewery? Uh, your thoughts on that? If you were to form your own craft micro marijuana microbrewery, what would your brand be? All the, these are many of the questions I have. So I thought I'd. <laughs> Turn it over for you a little bit to muse on on all the information I just served up to you. So, <laughs> again, hypothetically speaking, because obviously I've never indulged in such things myself, um, I I would definitely be interested in visiting. <laughs> I I do think it's a it's an interesting. I'm not sure what the correct word is for it's it's an interesting uh, prospect, I guess, to build your tourism around that. Yeah, I, I would love to see how that works out, especially for the taxpayers in the area. I would imagine there's going to be a substantial windfall of tax money for your for your townships and, and for your city. Now, are you personally for or against this move? I'm not really for let's be the, the destination location to kind of really go out there and uh, just say, you you know, you want to because what has and what I benefited from is being the, you know, highly edgy person that I am, as you all might expect, I'm a member of a homeowners association board because that's, that's the way I roll that kind of rock and roll lifestyle. And we had an opportunity for one of our city council people who happens to be on the, let's think about this before we go too far side of the fence. So she came and was providing uh, a lot of this detail that in, they got me to go read the bill, start to look through some of the articles on it and, and do all those. So I'm, I'm cool with if the determination has been made uh, for, for, for legalization, for there to be ways for people to, to purchase it. I'm great with that. The, the idea of ramping up to be a destination city for marijuana, I'm, I'm less enthusiastic for. And I'd also kind of like if they're going to have um, 
uh, think because of the ag- kind of agricultural nature of parts of parts of our community that if the areas that are really for it really ought to be the areas where those fields are at that's not how it's working out right now it's like likely the areas that are the on the French side are maybe not as enthusiastic about going all in where uh, closer to the city center such as it were in Bloomington Illinois there's greater there's greater enthusiasm not a lot of fields in the middle of the city <laughs> and so uh so that's a that's an interesting thing so so overall I don't really have an issue uh, with it, it was interesting as uh, the the council person pointed out that the way our law reads and the way a lot of every state's different that has legalized this. But yeah, you can go pick it up, but then you need to take it home. And as far as uh, consuming it, it's t- take it home and consume it. There's also a grow at home uh, provision in in the Illinois law. It is limited to medical use and five plants per family member <laughs> kind of thing. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, probably interesting thing to police uh, from there, and say, don't put it in your front yard. The um, you know the but the the actual what people experience is you know if you go to uh, pick up get your craft you might go you might go to their lounge and hang out or you might if this is in the middle of the city and you purchase it when you step out you might say yeah it's time for me to to enjoy and so you do get uh, you're going to get it kind of much more prevalent you know either in public parks or around uh, the center center of the city which isn't which isn't great not i'm not super happy about that i think it's certainly everybody's choice on what they want to do uh but i think you also want to to the degree just like you don't want people cruising around with typically you know unless you're in las vegas cruising around with open alcohol all the time kind of making sure that you you do the same but it's gonna that's gonna be very difficult to police so you're gonna get you're gonna get some of that you know in las vegas which again kind of has some of the same rules around yeah you can purchase it but it's not for they let you walk around on on the strip with with open alcohol but they were saying no for that that uh that was not my experience on my last visit to las vegas that people are strictly adhering to that rule so yeah so overall long way i must say i don't i don't have a problem overall with the direction i do i kind of prefer not to be um marijuana disneyland i mean somebody has to be though i guess but but that's like <laughs> las vegas <laughs> that seems like you got all kinds of other that's just uh, yeah i guess somebody has to be you're right but i'm uh it'll be interesting because then you've got you know we're central illinois so it'll be um interesting so i guess it does actually give people some reason to come <laughs> you know there's not a whole lot else yeah and the question there will be to your point there's some tax benefit to this, which is, I think, one of the motiv- one of the major motivating factors of, of our local government uh, for that. But I think some of the original estimates that are being kind of held out far and exceed what California is already receiving and uh, in terms of tax revenue. And we're a little smaller uh, than California. <laughs> so, but I still, there will be obviously tax revenue. There'll be a financial benefit. And so if that helps a city that kind of needs uh, to address some shortfalls, I get that, but maybe a little moderation. So the the problem with all of this overall is local government and federal government laws on marijuana do not line up. And it's mostly California that's had the issue with this because they, they were really the first ones sort of blazing this trail of marijuana. So the local and federal government don't line up on this. And that's been a huge problem in California. So Tommy Chung, who is in Evil Bong, which I produced, was actually arrested. Uh, his son was running a company that was selling bongs with Tommy's face on it. And he was arrested <laughs> as like the face of the company, I guess. Please, uh, please and, tell me they were called Chong Bongs. Uh, I believe they were. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. 
Um, but they were actually made, they were not made by him. They were made by his son. So he was arrested. Like his house was raided and everything. He was arrested and he did, he went to prison for it for a little bit of time and he lost his, uh, role on that 70s show. They fired him because of that, which is ironic. <laughs> um, they fired him because of it, because of his arrest related to that. It was after that when we did evil bong, we were happy to hire him for, <laughs> for that. But you know, even at that time, there was sort of a loosening of restrictions already starting to happen in California. And then you see even after the legalization on the medical side in California, you were still seeing federal raids. You were seeing just legal dispensaries being raided, being shut down, banks refusing to work with them, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see where you guys could, I know you were saying you're a lot smaller than California, but where you might actually beat California is you probably won't have the federal level of scrutiny that California has, if that makes sense. I think it's a fair, fair chance of that. So, you know, maybe, maybe you will beat California. Now, as far as you mentioned uh, craft brewery style, and I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird. I do have a cold. You mentioned the craft brewery style stuff. So when I was hypothetically a young man, I was, I was a young man once. That's not the hypothetical part. But hypothetically, <laughs> if I had tried this marijuana, as a younger man, this is all hypothetical from this point forward. The first time that I would have tried such a thing would have been with a, at the time, extremely famous band that came to Philadelphia and I was hanging out with them. And my first experience, hypothetically, on this marijuana would have been covered on MTV. Not that I was doing that, not smoking that on MTV, but me high for the first time was on MTV. So... <laughs> It was an interesting experience, but I realized hypothetically as time went on that whatever I was exposed to, and I'm no expert on the different strains and things like that of marijuana, but I did realize that, you know, what I was exposed to quality wise was not that great. Once you start to get exposed to higher quality materials, you can quickly, and I'm one of these people, you get spoiled by it. So, and especially after Evil Bong came out, let's just say hypothetically, if Evil Bong did really, really well and made somebody a bunch of money, I have spent years and years and years afterwards going to conventions and things promoting it where lots and lots of people will come up to you and, and they just want to smoke with you because <laughs> your movie had some sort of impact on them, especially younger kids, people younger than me, who maybe that was their stoner movie because they didn't have the Cheech and Chong movies. And a lot of the 70s and 80s stoner movies like that was their stoner comedy for their generation. So hypothetically, <laughs> a lot of these kids would bring this marijuana that Kelly's talking about to these conventions for the sole purpose of trying to smoke with the guy who made Evil Bung. It's not a bad position to be in, but as you become accustomed to higher end products, you no longer want to partake in the lower end products. So I remember you mentioned edibles. I remember hypothetically the first time that I would have tried a marijuana brownie or anything like that. It tastes like shit. <laughs> it's just somebody who put marijuana in brownie mix and then served that to me. Hypothetically now <laughs> in a somewhat successful touring band who gets to go to other countries and, and do fancy stuff like that. We get menus of high end bakers <laughs> who who delve into these these sort of exotic ingredients and it's a totally different experience so i would be very much interested into the the craft brewery side of this you so i think you know first of all and again 
everything that's been said on the show is hypothetical. Let's just. Let's, yeah, this is all hypothetical. This 100% hypothetical. Everything you've heard is all hypothetical beyond the, the fact that my city wants to you become should, marijuana yeah, Disney and, World. And you should like and subscribe. That's not hypothetical. And, yeah, like and subscribe. And there's a chance that Bloomington, Illinois becomes marijuana Disney World. These are, that's it. These are yeah. facts. Everything else is hypothetical. <laughs> The only things we're proposing is facts on this show. Yeah, yeah, those are the only ones we're gonna stand behind as as facts. But staying in our our hypothetical cocoon. Uh, so as we're spending quality time together in Vegas at the cannabis convention, doing live squat cobblers there, we can refine our knowledge to to determine how we uh, you know implement the the squat cobbler brand craft <laughs> process. And I <laughs> I do think. Uh, you know, the bakery route, given your past baker experience, you know, I, I think we're positioned for success here and uh, we'll just have to think, think through that. Um, so outside of, uh, so certainly the, the concept of a marijuana brownie is, is something that I have, I have, I have heard of, <laughs> I'm familiar with, uh, the idea of the entire bakery palette being open to, to marijuana. What else are, is it, are there marijuana croissants, marijuana bagels, bread? What is, what are the so, other things a bakery would provide you outside of brownies? So hypothetically, hypothetically. marijuana is, is fat soluble, so you can easily make it into a butter. So anything that you could really use butter in the process of baking, which is almost anything you, you could essentially make a marijuana form of. There was a period of time when we would go on the road and oftentimes now we are presented with higher end options <laughs> wherever we're going, usually in the form of like official printed up menus and things like that. So some of the things hypothetically <laughs> that may, may or may not have passed through the, the pagan mode of transportation, whatever it might have been on that, that particular run, I would have seen, of course, brownies, cookies, cake, cake pops, cupcakes, uh, Rice Krispie treats, personal favorite, hypothetically, <laughs> um, popcorn, popcorn balls, different candies and things like that as well. Gummies are a good one, like gummy bears, gummy worms, things along those lines. Yeah, there's a, there's a wide array. <laughs> so... You need butter to make a cobbler, right? <laughs> I, I, you would imagine, sir. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. I mean, yes, you need butter to make cobbler. Hypothetically, I would imagine it would work with any kind of butter. Yeah. Interesting. So but you learn really quickly as you're exposed, especially edibles, the difference between what you thought a pot brownie was or what some guy gave you once somewhere versus when you're exposed to a little bit of the higher end stuff and you're like perusing cake pop flavors and as they put out, you know, trays of popcorn for you to different gourmet popcorns for you to try and things like that. It's the experience changes a great deal. So my hypothetical experience is not hypothetically light years away from your hypothetical experience uh, in terms in in terms of the space. So for edibles, at least one of the things that I've kind of kind of heard is that the kind of ingestion and effect is probably the quickest. Still, seems to be smoking it in in terms of getting it into your system the quickest, and that there is sometimes a, a lag on the edible side of the equation because it's kind of coming a little bit more through the digestive system, and so there's a risk sometimes to say, oh. I haven't really seen the desired effect yet. Must need a little bit more, and you could run in run in a little bit into a situation where you you've maybe hypothetically imbibed more than would be ideal. Is, is 
I, I know that this is, I'm totally asking you to do, just to just imagine, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in your imagination, does that seem right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> hypothetically, let's just say the first time I went on tour, I was 12 years old and that was on tour with Marilyn Manson. I hypothetically <laughs> would have been exposed to things at a really young age and hypothetically built up a tolerance to these things. So if I were to hypothetically <laughs> indulge in some of the more current popular practices, particularly with edibles and vaping, it wouldn't be the strength that most people are used to. And what I've particularly seen, not just what you're mentioning, but I've particularly seen a lot of people who maybe regularly smoke or do edibles that are, you know, they threw weed and brownie mix kind of thing and don't understand the difference between that and maybe what's happening hypothetically in the pagan world sometimes. <laughs> and I've seen disastrous results to that, particularly with when it comes to vaping. There is hypothetically around us a lot of vape pens sometimes. Those are not marijuana vape pens, contrary to what some people assume. Those are hash oil that people are smoking hypothetically. That's a really different experience <laughs> and much, much stronger, much more potent. So I've seen things like that go negative quickly for people who, <laughs> who are not ready for that. Okay. You did a fantastic exactly. job introducing the show, <laughs> getting that subscribe out early, even though maybe this is an episode where our subscription count starts to drop. We'll see. <laughs> what we both forgot to mention is, you know, welcome to the first and I'm sure people are thrilled and excited. The first of what will become many of Mike and I squatting on the issues where we are going to discuss different issues. And I'm sure the world is thirsting for, for Mike and my opinion, which will typically be heavily hypothetical on different <laughs> topics. Uh, but this My is friend Gutter, whenever he's going to say something, instead of saying hypothetically or allegedly, as we often say, he always starts by saying, in my OJ voice. And then goes on. That's a good way to do it. But yeah, you you know, down the road, kids, you may get to hear Mike and I weigh in on, on other topics for today. But I think to kind of get that first hard hitting issues based conversation that I'm sure so many of our subscribers are thrilled to to have us cover. We we thought this might be a fun way to start. And, uh, you know, we will keep you posted on the GoFundMe page to cover Mike and I's uh, admission to the cannabis convention and uh and the live squat cobblers from there and uh that's uh that's all i've got for this week unless but you know the one thing we didn't get is if you were going to do your craft strain do you have a do you have a name in mind oh, i'd have to think about it it's got to be something squat cobbler related yeah i think i think that would be good or we could go back to some of our mini t-shirt uh ideas which by the way I'll be doing some additional research into um, Redbubble to see if we can get some of those shirts out there for you to order. Uh, and as I bet you if we spend a little bit of time thinking of and go back to some of the T-shirt ideas, we may have the name uh, Groom the Pony. Uh, I do think oh, that yeah. was at one point in time a, certainly a very strong. Earth, yeah, Earth Mother Bush. Subtle plugging. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a few. That are out there that will probably, I think we, we probably are option rich when it comes to names, but we'll have to go back and review a few of those t-shirt names. But I'm, I'm going to put in an early vote for Groom the Pony because it's, it was a good Groom one. the Pony's good. Okay. So it will be interesting to see reaction <laughs> to this episode. But it was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> it, but... <laughs> 
I got nothing else. I think I've done enough damage for the day. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I think we, I think we, we've carefully traversed this as much as we can. Yeah, it's generous, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> so we would like to uh, thank you for listening. Hope you you do subscribe. The issues based conversations will not be every week. Promise. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, this was we gotta, we'll work them in here and there, though, yeah. for the people who did enjoy this. Variety is a spice of life. It is. It is. And just remember, everybody, if you are in a band and you ever go out on tour, drugs and groupies are an art form that you need to cultivate. Not more important than your actual music. <laughs> Those are wise words to end the podcast with. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, 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 uh,